Thank you for tuning into Holistic Finance, where we promote financial balance and financial health. Our mission is to simplify your finances so you can focus on your practice and enjoy life. Now here are your hosts, Ryan Burklow and Alex Collins. Welcome back to Holistic Finance. I'm your host, Ryan Burklow. With me as always, Alex Collins. Hey, Ryan. How's it going? Lovely, lovely. So today's conversation um, is going to be a little different. Uh, it's not going to be Alex and Ryan banter and talking about one particular topic in unison. Uh, I'm actually going to interview Alex. So today's co- conversation is going to be around retirement accounts. Oftentimes when we sit down with NDs who have practices, uh, a conversation that does come up is, hey, should I be putting money into a ret- retirement account? And what type of retirement account should I do? And so this is Alex's uh, really realm of of his of what he's really good at. And so I figured let's just interview Alex and he'll uh, answer the questions. And I'm going to be I'm going to pretend uh, that I'm an ND opening up a clinic. This will be a little bit of a unique experience for us. Hopefully it works out well for for you guys as well. Yeah. So so Alex, I'm by the way, I'm now going into ND mode. Uh Alex, I'm, I've, I've got a practice um, and I'm looking at uh, stashing away some money for, for retirement. So I'm looking at opening up a retirement account. You know, there's a couple that I'm looking at. Um, a simple IRA, I think is what it's called, a SEP IRA uh, or a 401k. What's the difference between all those? So so what's, what's a simple IRA? Sure. A simple IRA uh, is a, it's a plan that is designed for folks that are just getting started it allows for both employee and employer deferrals. Do you have employees currently, Ryan? I do. I have three employees right now. Three employees. Okay. So what the simple would allow you to do and allow them to do is put up to $13,000 aside through employee deferrals. So you're deferring your own salary. They would have the same opportunity to defer their salary into this plan. Now, are you or any of them over age 50? Uh, I am not over age 50 and none of my other employees are over age 50, but if they were, what does that change something? Yeah. It allows an additional catch up provision. The IRS allows folks that are closer to retirement to put in more in the event that they haven't put in enough and it allows them to quote catch up to, for not having contributed earlier. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so what's the difference between that and a SEP IRA then? What? So the... The simple, the employer component that you're you're putting aside, you're doing this both for yourself as well as for your employees. You've got two choices. You can either match contributions, and it's a dollar-for-dollar match, or it's what's called a non-elective contribution, meaning it doesn't matter whether they're contributing or not, you're going to go ahead and put in 2% of their salary. Now, most of the folks that I know uh, choose the the matching component. It, they're happy to put in for their employees, but they want the employees to have some skin in the game. The The way in which the matching works is it's a dollar-for-dollar contribution up to 3%. Now, it, there's some goofy rules where in two out of every five years, you can drop that 3% match down to a 1% match. You just have to notify the participants ahead of time. Okay, so I have to match inside of the simples, what you're saying? Yes. Okay, so... And how's that different from yeah, the SEP? Yeah, so, so how's that different from the SEP then? 
Uh, so the SEP is 100% employer paid. What does SEP stand for? Simplified Employee Pension. Gotcha. Okay. So it's an individual retirement account, just like the simple, meaning that everyone has their own account. Now, this is 100% vested. So as soon as the dollars go into their account, if they quit the next day, it's their money. They get to leave with it. It's 100% funded by you as the employer. You've got two choices in terms of how you fund this. One is a percentage. The other is a dollar amount. Whatever you do for yourself, you have to also do for your employees. So if you make $100,000 and you want to set aside $10,000, you can either choose to set aside $10,000 as a flat number, in which case you have to set aside $10,000 for all your employees, or you can set aside 10% of your compensation and you have to do 10% of your comp of their compensation into their accounts. Okay. So I get that. I'm still confused on in the simple, I have to, if I did the 3% match, I have to do the 3% match. It sounds like that's the same in the SEP. So if I choose 3% in the SEP. Ah, so the, in this, in the simple, your employees have to do 3% themselves in order to get your match. Ah, it's mandated in the SEP. Whether or not they contribute or not in the SEP, I have to put it in. In the SEP, they're not allowed to contribute. It's 100% funded by you, the employer. Gotcha. Okay. Very, very few employ, uh, very few naturopaths that, that aren't just themselves. Like once you have an employee, the likelihood of using a SEP IRA is extremely small. The only time we see that is when it's a husband and wife team or, you know, there's other family in the, in the uh, practice, something of that nature. Now, can I do like a, a Roth simple IRA or a Roth SEP IRA? Unfortunately, those aren't options. Um, the closest that we could get towards that would be a Roth 401k. Okay. So that takes us to 401k. So let, let's, let's stick with the traditional for now. Sure. What is the, so why would I do 401k? I, I understand a 401k if I put money into it, tax deferred and whatnot, but from a business owner, if I have those three employees, what's the difference between that and the other IRAs that we were just talking about? Sure. So inside of a 401k, it's a little bit more complex. There's more choices. There's more features. With that comes a lot more flexibility for you as the business owner, but as a result, of it being more complex, there's also more reporting and there's more cost to have it. Most of the time for a SEP, you're looking at a $50 annual fee to have the account. And that's paid by the participant. So for you to have a SEP, you're paying 50 bucks out of your pocket to have it. And above and beyond that, the only thing you're required to do is match your employees or do the non-elective contribution to your employees. Once you get to a 401k, now you're paying to have a plan document, usually somewhere in the neighborhood of like 1500 bucks to create the plan. Then on an annual basis, you're paying usually a minimum of somewhere around 1000 to 1500 bucks to have the plan and do the reporting to the IRS. All of those dollars go to a third-party administrator or TPA, and that is simply to have the plan and report it appropriately. None of those dollars go to you. None of those dollars go to your employees. That's just a cost of having the plan. So right now this is sounding like this is just 
more cost prohibitive than anything else. Right. And so what, so why would I pay those costs? Why would I want to do all of that? The additional flexibility, the ability to set more dollars aside, the ability to choose Roth, the ability to have uh, more flexibility in getting access to the dollars. So inside of a 401k, you can contribute up to $19,000 as opposed to being limited to 13. So there's an extra $6,000 of deferrals you can do. Above and beyond that, there's now a whole bunch of different ways in which matching can occur in terms of putting extra dollars on the employer side into the plan. And you can get up to $56,000 into the plan, whereas with the simple, the most that you're going to get to is somewhere in the neighborhood of like 20, 21, 22, somewhere in that neighborhood, depending upon what your, how you're matching and, and what, what your compensation is. Gotcha. So this is the 401k sounds more like a plan for if for me, the owner, I want to make sure I'm taking care of my employees and, and providing them retirement account as a benefit for them. I'm possibly doing some matching, but also if I have the cash flow, I can put in a bunch more money into that type of structure yes. for, for me. Yeah, absolutely. And there, there are rules and regulations on how much dollars you can put in based on what your employees do. Now, if you've got employees that aren't contributing, there are what what's called safe harbor rules that say, hey, I'm you know matching more than I have to inside of my 401k to try and get my employees to to do this. I can't control the fact that they're not contributing. And so so long as you come up to these safe harbor rules, then you're not subject to limitations on what you put in by what your employees do. Gotcha. So for me right now, you know, my, my business is, is doing well, but I'm not, I'm not able to do the 53,000 necessarily the 56,000 into the foreign K type model. So if I started with say the simple, right. Could I transition that to a 401k later on? Absolutely. And that's usually where we see folks start out we'll see folks start out with their own personal individual retirement accounts where they don't have it running through the business. And with those, you're actually even limited even further. You're only able to do like $6,000 a year as opposed to the 13. And so usually there's kind of steps and tiers in terms of how many dollars you're looking to set aside and, and whether or not you're trying to do it for yourself or whether you're using it as an attraction or retention plan for your employees. Could I go from a SEP to a simple to a 401k? Yes. Okay. So because a, a SEP IRA allows me to contribute more than a, my, a personal IRA. And, you know, for right now it might make sense. Well, because I have employees, maybe that, that doesn't make sense. But I have, a, I have another friend that... Sole practitioner. It's kind of hard pretending to be an ND here, everyone. So I have a friend. If we've got another person that is uh, like a 1099 yeah, employee. Exactly. Yeah, he, so that person could set up their own plan. And for them, if they don't want to be limited to $13,000 a year, well, they might want to set up a SEP. Um, they could also set up what's called a solo 401k. Uh, essentially, it allows the same limits as a SEP. You've got a lot more choice and a lot more flexibility. And, and with it being a solo 401k or an individual 401k, it's much more streamlined. And so you don't have as much of the cost and, and things of that nature. That's typically the route that I, I go with clients just because of the, the flexibility that it opens up. 
um, and the, the ability to, to transition if they do wind up with employees down the road. But to answer your first question, yes, we oftentimes see folks start out with a simple and once they get to the point where they're putting in that they're limited by on how much they can put in, that's the point at which they'll start taking a look at four hundred one k. Then it's worth the extra money to open up the because that that's the big thing here is the cost of the four hundred one k, the reporting of the four hundred one k. Yeah, right. That's the difference really between that and the simple, with some other details around matching and that kind of stuff. Correct. The the other time that we'll see folks move from a simple to like a four hundred one k is if it's no like you're happy with the simple, but you're looking at trying to figure out a way to attract or retain employees, then it might make sense to move to a 401k because there's things that you can do from like a uh, vesting schedule or a profit sharing um, type contributions where we, we can do some more creative things. And now that's a plan that's more designed for the employees than it is designed for you. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Well, I know I learned a lot. I'm, I'm laughing and smiling right now as the ND. However, you, the listeners, we hope that was valuable for you, really diving into generally the three different retirement accounts that we get asked for as an ND having a practice. So those are things to consider. As always, feel free to come to our website uh, and you can do that. It's holistic-finance.com. Uh, and that's a dash, like a hyphen. Uh, to go and that takes you to our website where you can ask us a question and engage us uh, engage us there so as always we hope you have a good rest of your day this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax legal or investment advice although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable please note that individual situations can vary Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Quantified Financial Partners, and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. Brian and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ 3585 Maple Street, number 140, Ventura, California, 909-399-1100. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Security, member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is an indirect wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Number 2019-87673, expiration 10-2021.